Quiet on the set. Action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a movie really fast based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by not three, but four of the Hollywood elites today. Very exciting. We have our writer, Kyle Decker, who was Chow Yun-Fat's wardrobe on Dragon Ball Evolution. We have Melissa Kircher and Tim Wick, our director team. Who are- we are the directors! <laughs> yeah! 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 They were jointly Mark Hamill's beard trimmers on The Last Jedi. And we have Ben Lifson, our producer, who is the script doctor on Wild Hogs. Welcome, friends. That was one was dead on a rifle. It's not your fault. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dragon Ball Evolution, I would not talk. I just made the, the clothes look pretty. That's all I did. No, you didn't. Those were... T- okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go to my podcast about Dragon Ball Evolution. It's located in the link below. Mark Hamill's beard was glorious. It was meticulous. (laughs) All right, so Kyle, the theme of this story is a humorous conflict. The main character is a cunning jailer. The start of the story is a crime. The end of the story is a journey. All right, so I'm so thrilled with this project. You guys, you know what's hilarious? Death Row. Death Row is the funniest thing ever. And you know what's really funny? Is like how ridiculous the final meals get for the prisoners, right? Hilarious. Like, they eat fried chicken and chocolate cake. Who does that? Really? That's crazy. So this this is all about a prisoner named Lawrence, right? And the beginning of the movie, he's not a murderer. It's manslaughter. It's accidental. But he made the mistake of doing it. In, like, this is a period piece. He made the mistake of doing it in Texas in the 1960s. So he's on death row, right? And then uh, this jailer, he's like the, the death row guard. Because everyone death row has got their own private cells. And this is the main guard who checks on them. He's very friendly with all of them. He really likes his job. He whistles down the hall when he's going around with his nightstick how you doing jerry you know and all the other like we have have a whole bunch of like goofy little characters as the other death row inmates it'll be a blast right this this is gonna be this is a family film right this is death row funny lawrence is this the guy whose whose time is up if you will oh and and our we'll call our prison guard we'll call him jones they go he goes by his last name because he's still official enough because that's the name on his uniform and everything and he's friendly with the other prisoners but he's never given their first names but he's very jovial. They, he, he's an aspiring comedian, and so he's always practicing his material on the other prisoners, right? Because they're a captive audience, literally. So basically, Lawrence is, is just trying to think of the most creative final meal he can. And for whatever reason, Jones thinks this is great and wants to turn it. He, he thinks it's going to be his biggest, best ever stand-up bit is helping this guy plan his final meal. So they're working together to come up with the most ridiculous final meal ever that will get approved by the warden. And then, but also, this is set in the 60s, they're, they're, the uh, Jones is, is recruiting and talking to, because there's too many dudes in this film, talking to a local news reporter and she's she wants a break and she's going to write this great human piece about death row and, and this, how ridiculous this final meal is, guys. It's going to be so funny. Like, he's going to have, like, liver tartare 
and sushi or something. Do people eat sushi in the 60s? We'll figure that out. We'll do some research, right? And uh, I, I, her name will be Jenny. And Jenny's this up and coming. She She's trying to show that women can be writers too in the 60s and it'll be great. That's it. And we'll call this, this movie The Final Meal. All right. So, Tim and Melissa, you have the first draft for The Final Meal. It's uh, sent to you on some blood-stained paper that looks like it came out of a typewriter. What do you guys think? How are you going to put your spin on this thing? This will be the greatest comedy in the history of film. Yeah, yeah. The, the final meal, it, it will have a real pathos behind it. A pathos. As, w- as well as uplifting humor. But it will be a funny pathos. It, yes. Hilarious. You will laugh. You will laugh. You will laugh. The, the humor we will get mocking. Yes. Yeah. The casting, the casting is very simple. The Lawrence character, the Lawrence character can be played by none other than Christoph Waltz. Oh, Christoph Waltz. The, the great, yeah, the yeah, Oscar yeah. winning yeah. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. He will perform the entire role in French. Because he can speak the many languages, the many languages the audience will be expecting. Because because this is this is a German film, the audience will be expecting him to speak the German. He is a yeah. German actor. Yeah. But no, he will speak the French. Yes. Yeah. 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 The yeah. French. Yeah. The French. The French. Then the word. And we and we will make many many jokes at the expense of the French. Yes, because yes. the French are very very funny when they are made to look very very bad. True. Yes. I enjoy uh, yes. I enjoy watching the French fail. I do too. Fail and and Lawrence will will fail. He shall fail. Yes. Yeah. His meal shall not be funny. That is that is that a is, twist. That is the crux. It is the twist yes. of the film. It will say so much about the human yes, condition. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. So then John's the friendly yeah. god, the aspiring the aspiring comedian. Yeah. He will be played by a Muppet! A Muppet! Yeah! Yeah! It will be the Fuzzy Bear! Fuzzy Bear mocking the good jokes! Fuzzy Bear has never been funny in the history of film. But he will be funny here. He will be funny here because yes. we will make yeah. him funny. Yeah. We will make him. And then but the, other important role, the other important role, which we must include yeah. Before, yeah. before we move on. Yeah. The Warden. This is a food film. Yeah. A food film. So like, the warden? Like like Tampopo. Like this is Tampopo. Food. This so the German Tampopo. The warden. Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Guy Fieri yeah. is at the warden. That is our film. I like the frosted tips. It will make people's sides hurt with the laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it is perfect. It will not change one bit. Can we have sauerkraut in the final? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Ben, you've got uh, mm. a pretty detailed draft and uh, quite a lot of pitches for mm. cast and design of this this piece here. What do you think? Is this something that's feasible? Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, I am retiring in two weeks, so you know what's going to happen. So I'm just, I want to go out on a bang. By which I mean I want to make this great. So I am going to approve this film. This is fantastic. I have a few notes though. Uh, first off. We can't have Lawrence be French. I'm sorry, but French is not funny. The only funny French things are mimes, and mimes do not speak French. They do not speak. So, unless you want Lawrence to be a mime, we need to give him something else, okay? He can he can do the ridiculous French accent, you know, that's, you know, maybe, like, give him some baguettes, you know, or Eiffel Tower painting. I think that's a thing. People will understand at that point. So Perhaps he could be a member of Moomin Shots. Ah, yes, there we go. I don't know what that is, but it sounds French. So, I think that's uh, uh, very good. Now, for the final meal, I'm... 
Can he be Belgian? Yeah! Yeah! Belgian! Belgian! Belgian is funny. Belgian! There you go. This is why I hired you two. With a comical mustache. Ah! Right. I'm on the fence, though, about the meal not being funny, because on one hand, I like the twist that he fails, but on the other hand, we're giving the audience this really big build-up, you know, a lot of anticipation for this meal. And so I think I want him to still fail, but fail like, in the completely wrong way. You know what I mean? Sort of like in the producers, you know, they failed in the completely wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Fail upward, as they say. Exactly. So yeah. have have it have this meal fail at their attempt, but still... Or make the failure itself funny. Mm. Mm. Like, it's so not funny that it becomes funny. Again, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, anti-humor. I'll leave it to you. You know, I'm thinking we can go a little lower on the budget because, you know, I I know a prison that we can film for free at. So uh, don't worry about it. They owe me some favors. Uh, I can't go into that. Uh, You'll delete me saying that, right? Absolutely. Okay, good. So I think, yeah, an extra 10 mil. Get you so the what's pr- the total budget? 10 mil. Oh, okay. But don't worry about prison locations. We got that. And, you know, if not, we can get the crew arrested. Like, you guys would yeah. be fine with that, right? Yeah! Yeah! yeah. We can yeah. do... We yeah. can... I'll find an offense that you can do that will only get you incarcerated for the duration of the shoot. All right. So, Kyle, you've got some money. You've got some actors attached. You've got some notes from the studio. What do you think? Where are you going to go with this? Well, I was I was really thrilled to see. I, I thought when I set this in Texas, I was like, crap, we may have to go to Texas to film this. Instead, we're going to Germany, which, you know, I've always wanted to go in a European location. That's great. I'm shocked at the, the Hens, Jim Henson company gave us permission to use Fozzie, Fonzie Bear, but that's that's awesome. He's, we, have, we have to call him Fonzie. That's or the Fonzie, only. Fonzie, yeah. or Fozzie, yeah. Yeah, so instead yeah. of saying, ah, he says, a. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. how he distinguishes. He, he's one yeah. of my comic idols. I mean, he he's the reason that I decide, like, my magnum opus is a comedy about death row. Something about Fozzie Bear spoke to my soul and made me want to write this. I kind of wish we could have made the other characters Muppets, but, you know. They won't it, give us more. Well, if if Christoph was is member of Moomenschance, it is kind of like puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, is kind, true. Kind of like puppet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I realized, yeah, we we need like that good ending, that good final joke. So what if the meal, instead of being funny, is the best meal the warden ever has, and it opens a portal to Flavortown at the end? Ooh. Like, like all extra dimensional, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're talking like Fritz Lang or, you know, kind of majestical ending. Mm-hmm. Like, the warden, the guy, he's like, I just want to make it, and he walks off to the electric chair, however we decide, you know, whatever the directors think is the funniest way to do the execution. Uh, and then the warden decides to try the food himself, and then it's Guy Fieri, and we have this moment... I'm going to write in the script. I mean, obviously, the director's in film, but there'll be a grand window in the warden's office, and then the light will illuminate him like an angel in one of the saint paintings behind. And then he goes, I now know the way to Flavortown. And, and money given an optional title that the studio can use. And I mean, we're gonna, we could call this Stairway to Flavortown. Like, I kind of like that title, too. So just roll that, that title around, Stairway to Flavortown. I kind of dig mm-hmm. it. And we can tie it in. You know, Fairy is hot on the Food Network and everything, so, I mean, maybe... Maybe we can advertise it there. That's obviously not my call as studios, but, you know, I've eaten french fries with gravy on them. I think I really know what Guy Fieri is all about. So that's all I got. All right. So our director team, Melissa and Tim, you've got some uh, note back from the studio. You've got a budget. You've got some rewrites. What do you think? Is this working for you? The Stairway to Flavortown will be the greatest film ever made. 
Yeah. It will be spectacular. I, I am very much enjoying the idea that it is not a final meal, that we are doing the comedic twist on the final meal. So instead of the food, what he creates is the most amazing cocktail ever served to a man about to die. It will have a gigantic umbrella. Yes. It will have plastic flamingos. No! <gasps> Two. Live, live, live flamingos. Live flamingos, yeah. It will have an olive. Only an olive? Yes, but an it will be gigantic. Oh. It will be an olive the size of a watermelon. Oh. Stuffed with a pimento the size of a cantaloupe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I was stunned into silence yeah. at the glory. Oh, I have, I have a very good idea for the location, so we can spend all of our money on actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will shoot in Oklahoma because the moment anyone who is not from Oklahoma sets foot in Oklahoma, they are arrested. Yeah, it is true. They are arrested. I have been to so, Oklahoma and they jailed me yes. for five days. So we will we will be able to shoot in jail the minute we walk into this state. Very easy. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. And then, 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 uh, we were talking about the funniest execution method. That is obviously autoerotic asphyxiation. Hilarious. Yeah. The audience Genius. will laugh. They will laugh. They will say, ha, that is what happened to that man from In Excess. <laughs> yeah, they will. And to David Carradine. David Carradine. <laughs> This, this is my idea. You tell yeah, me yeah, if you yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you will love yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So as as he is dying, we will we will do a shift of his face with the face of David Carradine. Oh. Just just for a moment, then it will shift back. It would be very poignant, but also very funny. It, it would be like the end of Psycho, but funny. Yes, yes. it would be it would be funnyant. <laughs> Funnyant. That is what it will be. That is what it will be. Do you have anything else to add? I do. I yeah. Do. For for the the portal to Flavor Town. Yeah. The portal. The portal. Uh, I feel like we should go very like Vim Vendors in in Wings of Desire. Yeah. Very uh, impressionists. Perhaps you had said Fritz Lang. He is. He yes, is. Yes. He is German. Yes. Very German. So it's Vim Vendors. Yeah. As his Wings of Desire. Great movie. Yeah. Not very funny. It is not as good as the movie we are about to make. Yes. But <laughs> we, we will, will still We will use be it. better than We will use it as inspiration, and that is we are done. All right. So, Ben, you've got some detailed notes back. You've got a lot of footage to kind of scrub through, and they're still putting together the final cut. What do you think? Is this uh, going the way you expected? How are you going to market this? So, well, first off, I've been told that I'm actually not retiring in two weeks and that there's actually consequences to how this movie does. So, uh, this might affect um, some of the earlier decisions I made. Uh, on the other hand, seeing the dailies and seeing what's being made here, the idea that I'd be the only one to see this, that I would be the gatekeeper that's preventing this movie from existing. You know, I've had a long, good life in Hollywood, so you know what? I'm going to stay the course here. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm fine. So, you know what? You know what? Let's play up the David Carradine thing. You know, controversy, yeah. controversy will get people to talk about this. So um, I have a vintage Kung Fu poster we can hang in his cell. Is hang in his cell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is clever. Oh, we're going to do that joke, of course. We can CG that in. We right. still have some budget. Is the Keith Carradine still alive? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brother Keith. Keith Carradine is no. his brother. No. Yeah. 
And, and, and we can get uh, Martha Plimpton well, no. for, for the journalist role, because she is a Carradine. But what we're going to do is we're going to, because David Carradine was alive at the time that we're setting it in. You know, I don't know if his brother looks like him. We'll, we'll, we'll put on some makeup. But, you know, we'll have him. He's a friend of the warden, and he's going to be the one to suggest, hey, I have a crazy new idea for execution. I asphyxiation. And we'll throw in a bunch of things like, have you ever tried it? And it's like, oh... Not me, but, you know, like... His brother, he looks the much better because he did not do the cocaine. Right. Yeah. Well, not as much. Not as much. He'll say, or or we could have David Carradine... We'll have the brother... I mean, I'm assuming, of course, he'd be totally fine with this and Hmm. wouldn't find it insensitive at all. So, we're going to have a couple takes. Nine. 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 You know, one where maybe he says, like, don't worry, audio fixation has never hurt anybody. And maybe wink to the camera a little bit. Wink. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is yeah. the best comedy that I've ever heard in my entire life. What if we ended the entire movie with a musical number where everybody dies by autoerotic asphyxiation? Uh, Including the Fonzie Bear. Unfortunately, you cannot kill a Muppet, or mop it, as we have to call it. So, we are going to have the... We could have someone rip it off the guy's hand, and then the puppeteer will come and it's like, Oh my god, I'm free, and run off. You know what I mean? Just, ah, just yeah, we, will not, yeah. we will not kill the Muppet. Right. We will... We will allow the Muppet to live. So I'm gonna. Uh, he will be yeah, the one he will that live. lives. He will he be lives, the witness. He lives to tell the and story. I'm, I'm adding yeah. another ten million dollars just to advertising. You know, I really want. I'm gonna really promote this as a bit more of a dramatic film. You know, it's like one person's last meal. We're gonna edit the trailer to show. I can't believe I'm gonna die, but I want one last meal in it. You know what I mean? And we're going to advertise that to all, you know, the Oscar buzz places, you know, those channels. I'm not the marketing. You do what you like. Yeah. And the Food Network. Of course. So just to clarify, this movie's title is Steroid of Flavortown. Yes. Yeah. Two. Two? Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Sequels so. do better. Is it, is it the number two or T-O-O? It's also, I forget to mention, two. we are going to get surviving members of Led Zeppelin oh. to do cameos as death row inmates. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll see what I can do. And we will make many references to the movie Stairway to Heaven, yeah. also known as a matter of life and death. Yes. All right, so I'm going to take all of this data and plug it into the movie machine, and I'm going to pull the, the lever, which sounds like a jail cell sliding shut. All right, so the results come back. This film has some really interesting results. It, when it comes out, the you know the press get passes to go and see the movie before, just like a couple of weeks before, and they go and see the movie, and they end up having to go back and watch it like three or four times because none of them can figure out how to write a review of this. <laughs> they don't know like like they feel like there's something there that's like they have to write about it, but they don't know how to like take what they've seen and put it into words on the page. So, and that's kind of the general populist thing, because all the reviews are sort of, like, cryptic, and, like, they, they make reference to things that happen in the movie, but they don't really, like, get to the heart of it. And everybody goes and sees it, because they're like, what is this movie? And then they, they go and see it again and again, because they're like, I feel like I should have gotten something out of this, but I didn't! And, like, they keep coming back. It's kind of controversial, but, like, it's mostly just weird and kind of bizarre. And the the thing about, like, David Carradine's brother and autoerotic asphyxiation, it's, like, controversial for, like, one second, and then nobody cares anymore because they're still trying to figure out what the heck is happening with this film. 
So you, you absolutely make all of your money back. No, nobody buys the film, really. It's fairly low in like sales, but a lot of people go and see it because they have to try and understand, because nobody else can really explain what's going on in this movie to them. DVDs are a dead medium. So, uh, with that said, the movie machine is a prediction engine. You do have some time travel magic. You can go back. You can make any last-minute changes that you would like here. Well, at least you get two minutes to do that. So, we'll start with our writer, Kyle. Is there anything else you would like to change or add? You know, so I went into this... Honestly, the whole idea of this script wasn't really my magnum opus. It was, I actually worked on another film recently, and it was the film I worked on with Harpo Marx, and I made a remark about Jerry Lewis, and it was kind of heated. And then literally the next day, Jerry Lewis died, and I've been carrying that guilt with me ever since. So my goal was to write a script and attach myself to filmmakers that would be more notorious than the day the clown cried. And I thought, you know, a comedy directed by Germans about Death Row would do that. I am shocked that no one's angry about this film. They just think it's, it's, it's just in the, like, it's David Lynch weird. And, like, I'm no David Lynch. You know, so I, I'm, it's really cool. I did, my favorite review was Joseph Scrimshaw's all emoji review he did on Twitter of it. That was cool. I did not know the poop emoji could be used that much. That was sweet. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'll just let it be art. I didn't accomplish what I wanted. It just became, hey, you never know how the audience is going to respond to your art. And hey, audience, you're weird. Like, this is terrible. Anyway. Viva victim angry. Yeah. Viva give interviews in which we actually, we will insert a Nazi into the film and no one will punch him. That will make people angry. And we shall put puppies in peril. Puppies in peril! Puppies in peril. And we will not save them. No. They will die because they are too busy not punching the Nazi. That is how we will make them angry. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you want to add? No! Nine! It is not perfect! You will laugh! All right, so Ben, anything you want to add? Any last-minute changes? So, well, my thing, I'm going to really play up the fact that this is the sequel you know, because people are fascinated by this movie, so we're going to make it them even more fascinated trying to figure out what the first movie was. So I'm going to have be shooting, you know, fake footage, you know, really bad cameras, make it look like it was done decades ago, like all in Welsh, and just like ha- leak that onto the internet. And like a whole thing, like the original print is like being owned by this one guy who wants a preposterous amount of money. And you know what? This is how we're going to make them angry, okay? We're not going to put Nazi puppies or whatever you said. What we're going to do is we're going to spend the next five years or the next year, however long fads last on this movie, just playing up, you know, you have to see the original and just the most ridiculous unrelated footage. Uh, Some of the footage will have the Nazi puppy. The Nazi hunt. Yeah, we're putting that in the original film. That's going to get people wanting to see it. And then how are we going to get... It's good we're not letting that footage go to waste. Yeah. We're going to wait for this to get bitted until it gets to like... A million or whatever, and then it's just gonna be the two of you just an hour and a half of saying disparaging comments at the camera. Oh, we can do that, yeah. And you know, that will make one person angry or it'll make someone extremely happy. I don't know. But everyone else will feel really good. And you know what? That's the best thing, you know? It feels like a really elaborate prank just to piss people off. Why do you think I produced this movie? That is Are you brilliant. insane? Yeah. Do you think any. Why would I have not stopped you at any point? We are very meticulous. I, I honestly was shocked when you greenlit my script, to be honest. I know. And I'm still working in Hollywood. Me too. It's amazing. I know. 
I love this town. All right, so I'm going to plug your data back into the movie machine. Not a huge amount changes, although there is one other interesting side effect. The reason that this movie gets remembered is not so much for the things in it, but actually uh, Uva Boll gets filmed drunk in a Wendy's, and he has this, like, rant about this movie and, like, how... He was trying to do this with Postal, but, like, nobody liked it, and everybody's excited about this movie. He, like, takes off his pants, and he's, like, climbing on the, the Frosty machine. It just goes viral, and everybody is talking about this video of, of Uwe Boll going batshit crazy. Uwe Boll is brilliant. So, there you have it, folks. Steroid of Flavor Town 2. And, as always, we will leave you with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. Also the star of our movie... It's un-American. Amateurs, losers, and idiots use lighter fluid. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>